Hi everyone, I'm Aura Ogorian with ACAP Advisors and Accountants and welcome to another edition of the ACAP Recap where we go behind the blog and answer some of your most important questions. Today, we're gonna to talk about AB 150, California Assembly Bill 150. If you haven't heard about it, it's California's response to the SALT limitation, the state and local income tax limitation that was a result of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. So stay tuned and we'll dive right into AB 150. But in the meantime, please remember to subscribe, like, and share our channel. And if there is a subject matter that you want us to talk about, remember to include it in the comments below or send us an email and we'll be happy to discuss it in a, in a future video. So what is AB 150? AB 150 is a response to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that severely limited what is known as the SALT deduction, the state and local income tax deduction. Prior to 2018, before the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, people in states like California, New York, high income tax states were able to take a deduction on the taxes they paid for their state and local income taxes and their property taxes. And because in those high tax states, they paid so much in property taxes and state and local income taxes, that deduction on their tax return was relatively large. But because the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, they severely cut that limit to $10,000 per year for individual. Now, states like California, New York, and other high tax states started looking for alternatives and workarounds to circumvent that SALT limitation. AB 150 is California's response to that SALT limitation of $10,000. Now, I want to point out that AB 150 has a lot of other provisions, but the only one that addresses, the only area that addresses the SALT limitation is the Small Business Relief Act. The other parts of AB 150 are an extension of uh, sales tax exemption for diapers and feminine hygiene products. Another part of AB 150 is a tax credit on donations of fruit, fresh fruits and vegetables to food banks. Uh, there's a small business hiring credit that's been extended. And then there's an increase in the CalCompetes credit. But today's presentation is only going to be on the Small Business Relief Act that directly um, addresses the SALT limitation from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. So now let's talk about what is the Small Business Relief Act. The Small Business Relief Act is the heart of AB 150, and it impacts the majority of California residents, especially pass-through entity business owners. So under this act, pass-through entity business owners are allowed to take an elective or pay an elective 9.3% tax on their net income, then then ultimately get a credit on their California tax return for that tax that they paid. Now, what this ultimately does is it reduces the net income on the federal level that ultimately passes down to the individual on their personal taxes. And then when they file their California personal tax return, they claim a credit for that uh, that payment they made. Now, the payment or the credit is a non-refundable credit, which we'll talk about later on. But it's important to note that whatever amount they paid on that 9.3%, they're able to get it back through a credit 
on their California return. Uh, I should also point out that this provision of AB 150, the Small Business Relief Act, will be repealed if the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is repealed. So if in two years, Congress makes a decision to repeal that SALT limitation, then obviously this 9.3% elected tax will also be repealed. So now the most important question is which entities qualify for the Small Business Relief Act under AB 150? And to qualify, you have to be a pass-through entity. So the most common ones are a partnership that files a 1065, or an S corporation. And owners of these pass-through entities can include individuals, trusts, estates, and corporations. Now let's talk about which entities do not qualify for the Small Business Relief Act of AB 150. Corporations such as a C corporation, a publicly traded partnership, or an entity that has a partnership as an owner. So for example, if you have an S corporation or a partnership and one of the owners or members is a partnership, then that would disqualify you from qualifying for the um, AB 150 uh, elective tax. Unfortunately, also small business owners who file Schedule C are not eligible. So if you are a Schedule C filer, you may wanna consider incorporating as a uh, S corporation to qualify for this elected tax. Now you have to run some numbers to see if that makes sense for you, but uh, as it is, as a Schedule C filer, you would not qualify, but to qualify, you have to be a pass-through entity such as an S corporation. The question on everybody's mind is how do you actually calculate the tax for AB 150, the Small Business Relief Act? We're going to have a very detailed example on our website. So if you click on the link to go to our website and to our blog, we'll have a very detailed example of actually how the calculation works. But for right now, we're going to do a very broad overview of the calculation methodology. Assume we have a S corporation, a single member S corporation in California. That corporation has to pay 1.5% tax on their net profit. Now, if they elect to this, do this additional tax of 9.3%, it would be in addition to that 1.5% tax you're making, they're paying. So let's assume that one member S corporation, single member, sole owner, has a net profit of $350,000 for the year. If they pay the 1.5% tax in California, that comes out to about $5,200 a year. Now, if they also elect to do the 9.3% tax, which will qualify for the refundable credit, that would add another $32,000 of taxes they'd have to pay. Now, all that would flow through on their personal K-1, and then on their California tax return, what they would do is they would claim a credit for that $32,000 approximately that they paid for that elective tax. If their tax liability is less than the credit they're getting, because it's non-refundable, any difference would be carried forward up to five years. So let's say, for example, the credit they're going to get is $32,000 using the example we gave, but the actual tax liability is $30,000. That additional $2,000 of credit they have can be applied for a future year. Again, look at the example that we have on our website. It will clearly outline the pass-through amount. It'll show side-by-side -side comparison of an entity that is claiming the exemption or claiming the credit and then an entity that is not claiming the uh, the tax. Once you've calculated the amount of tax owed, the next step is identifying when the actual tax is due. Now for 2021, the tax is due on the tax filing deadline. Let's assume that you are a calendar year tax preparer and we'll continue with the same example we had earlier of that single member S corporation. If they're a calendar year tax 
filer, then the tax would be due on March 15th, which is when an S corporation in California has to file their tax return and also for federal as well. For 2022, the tax payment changes. It's going to be made in two different installments. The first installment has to be made by June 15th, and it has to be the greater of 50% of the tax due or $1,000. The second payment is due on the tax filing deadline without extensions. Now that's an important point because this, the way that the law is written, AB 150, it does not allow you to file an extension on your tax return to be able to claim the selective tax and the credit. What are some of the key takeaways of AB 150 and the Small Business Relief Act? Well, not all shareholders or partners have to consent to the election. That means that if you have a partnership with 100 partners and 20 of them want to elect to it, and then the other 80 do not want to elect, that is allowed under AB 150. So that's a really big plus. Also, each shareholder and the partner has to make the election annually. So they can do it one year and decide the following year they don't want to do it, but the election has to be made every year. Also, the election has to be made on the original tax filing deadline, not including election, uh, not including extensions. So you can't extend the tax return and then decide after the extension date of March 15th, assuming a calendar year filer, that you want to um, uh, claim the exemption or the, the tax credit. Also, the election is irrevocable. So once you, it's irre irrevocable for the year. So once you make the election, you can't change and decide later you don't want to pay the tax until the following year. Now let's talk about some of the downsides of AB 150. Unfortunately, it does not benefit individuals who are W-2 wage earners in California. So if you're a W-2 wage earner and you're limited to by the self-deduction, unfortunately, you're not able to benefit from this 9.3% elective tax. Also, it only applies to pass-through entities. So as I mentioned earlier, C-corporations do not qualify or publicly traded partnerships also do not qualify. The way that it's written, single-member LLCs that are disregarded entities also do not qualify. So that's a big uh, disadvantage because there are many people in California who are single-member LLCs. I also mentioned earlier that Schedule C filers would not be eligible for this election because a Schedule C filer is not a pass-through entity. So for those individuals, they may want to consider becoming an S-corporation. One thing to keep in mind is that through this 9.3% elected tax, it essentially lowers your qualified business income deduction. If you don't know what that is, please click on the link below and read our article on the qualified business income deduction. Essentially, that is a huge deduction that was part of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And by taking this election, you're lowering your eligibility for the qualified business income deduction. So keep that in mind as you do your tax projections. Also, another thing that I think is going to get contested and maybe repealed is that it doesn't offset the California minimum tentative tax. What that means is let's assume that you make the election of 9.3% elective tax and then you pay the tax and the tax liability ends up being $30,000. But your California minimum tentative tax is 60,000. The 60,000 will apply, not the 30,000. Again, I think this is gonna re get repealed, but the way that it's written now, the California tentative minimum tax has not been eliminated. Thank you very much for joining us for another edition of the ACAP Recap. I hope you enjoy this video. Uh, please remember to like, share, and comment below. If there's a, um, a subject that you want us to address, please ensure to mention it in the comment below or send us a message and we'll be sure to include it in a future video.